The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. (laughs) You are listening to the Burroughs of Berea. You are listening to Dr. Sam Frost Fridays. Well, welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. I'm Rick Welch, and to my left is Big Daddy Carter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Behind the glass, Rocket Man Andy Bishop. Cow. To my right, Sarita the Edge Edgerton. Hi. Yeah, so by now you've heard the testimony of Dr. Sam Frost. We have him back in the studio for our special Dr. Sam Frost Fridays. It's going to be releasing, uh, depending on how many hours we do this, it's going to be like over the next eight weeks. Who knows? But whatever. (laughs) Listen, Um, I got a ball game to get to. Probably in every other, like toggle it with the Wednesdays or something. Exactly, yeah. So Dr. Frost, thanks for being in the studio with us again. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The last one. You didn't forget to pick him up. One <laughs> thing I didn't, and one thing that we have discovered: we both love Cracker Barrel. Yes, that is a great place to eat. Breakfast, you couldn't lunch. eat there every day, though. No, but the, it's really. Would your metabolism catch up with yeah, you? I, you were talking about yesterday. Well, I don't know. The stomach the, might catch up with him. Yeah, mine. Can't eat there yeah, every day. I'm trying to figure out. You know, I'm trying to put on weight for the winter. As we go into the summer, I was like, "But it's spring." <laughs> well, you know, he's you're, getting, start your training early. Get right. your training in early. That's yep. exactly it. He's getting an early start. Yep. Yeah, you know, and it, the bigger I get, the colder I get, and they always say it's the opposite. But I'm I'm freezing to death. I guess it's because my skin is enlarged over my heart or over my enlarged heart. I don't know whichever one. First job, first job I had. No, not first job I had. Second job maybe I had when I moved to North Carolina was uh, Cracker Barrel. I yeah. worked there for like a year. It's terrible. Yeah. Awful job. <laughs> Awful job. Thankless tips are terrible. Yeah. Uh, and, that, I te- and I tell you what, good place to buy trucks. Really? Oh, absolutely. Anything <laughs> weight stuffers, though. It's not, it's not because yeah. it's Cracker Barrel. It's because they're wait staff and line cooks and yeah. that's where drugs come from. <laughs> it's my, in the dictionary. I've seen that. When my mom got sick, she was is when North Carolina was cracking down on giving pain meds and she had oh, cancer. Yeah. She had cancer. Like it's I'm like ridiculous. I'm right like, now. doctor, she's yeah. dying. It is dumb. Can she have some drugs to make her feel better? And I looked at her one day, I said, Mom, I'll go buy you. We're gonna some, get you to a cracker barrel. I'm and she goes, How do you know how to buy that? I was like, listen, I've waited tables for fifteen years. I can go like <laughs> sure. that and within an hour I'll have you something. Gonna get you a big old bag of weed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. She That's refused right. to let me do that. But. Put the crack in Cracker, cracker Barrel. Cracker, cracker. Yeah. It is ridiculous, though. Like, I understand the impulse, but it is ridiculous how far in the other direction they've gone with that stuff because people with legitimate need. Now, yes. she had cancer all throughout her body, and they would not give they her no enough access. drugs. And, yeah. and they will look at you like you're a until, crackhead. Until we called yeah. hospice. And then hospice would give her anything she wanted. But they didn't want to call hospice. That's whatever. brutal. That's yeah. brutal. Anyway. Well, after we finished that testimony, we sort of got to the end of this. And so today, um, Dr. Frost, I want to understand, um, much like your book, Why I Left Full Preterism, uh, I want to hear that, how you, the steps that you took as you began to leave and exit full preterism, and then also, um, obviously, the theology behind it and what, what changed in your mind 
because you were such, you know, an ardent supporter and one of the leaders of the movement um, for almost a decade, I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this change. So that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to hear from that. So I've heard a part of it, like where you got to John chapter six and something really stuck out at you. Can we start there? Yeah. Um, And I was, and they're trying, many of the full preterists today try to devalue my contribution or whatever to the movement as a whole from 2001 to 2010 when I left. So, um, but no, I was in it. you mentioned Beyond Creation Science, so I'm footnoted in that book, credited yeah, Tim with Martin. A, a lot of stuff that's he in that book. book. We're going to try to have him on the show eventually. Um, I haven't got through all of his book yet. I don't even know He's who that from is. Montana, where they had the tornado on the mountains. Is that a real place? Montana. The one I posted? Yeah. That was in the, where that's he Montana. lives? That's Montana. I didn't realize. Oh, I don't know there. that's where he lives. I'm just saying. Sorry to interrupt, but Tim no. Martin, he's the, he sent us Beyond Creation Science, his book, yeah. and, I, and I've started reading it. I haven't finished it yet, but um, we are going to have him on the show. This you, year, hopefully. You know, a lot of Don Preston's book. And then Don was pub- is still publishes one of my books. Um, so Alan Bondar, I mean, all of these guys. Michael Miano's first book I wrote a blurb for. So they were all wanting me to write forwards and stuff to their book. Bondar's book I wrote a forward to. Um, so I was very involved. Very, very, my fingers were all in the pies, so to speak, sure. in, into the movement. So I knew it backwards and forward. And I can sound just like one of them. Uh, convinced and convince you. Um, if you didn't know any better, I could convince, you know, go through all of their arguments and what it is that they used. And they cert- it certainly convinced me. But uh, you have to read everything. So you can't just stay in a, in a kind of a framework like that. So you have to constantly cha- you know, challenge your own beliefs. And as I said last night, you know, look for, look for holes. And which are only going to tighten or strengthen your belief, or you've found a hole, mm-hmm. and it needs to be, you know, sewn up. The one that I found couldn't be sewn up without an appeal to absurdity. For me, it was argument of infinity. So, full preterists believe that history as we know it now. So I use the phrase "history as we know it" will go on for infinity. Um, this, what we have around us, will never end. Because of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Does that so, mean I don't have to paint? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Well, no, you'll have to. Well, you'll have to paint, but eventually it'll have to be painted again. You know, for for infinity. Well, I, then then I still need to paint. <laughs> but you're not going to. Yeah, you still right. have to paint, and all of the evil that goes along in with history as we know it um, remains forever. Mm-hmm. So it never goes away. It's it's never ultimately in the traditional view. It's ultimately finally dealt with and, at and one time, removed. And at one time, you held to that belief. That was a hard one. Um, or you forced yourself to believe it. To yeah, it you kind of go along with some things. You sweep under the rug because of what you think are the other major arguments that trump everything. So then you just sweep the other things under the rug. We all, every view does this. Yeah, every um, view absolutely. Every I view's agree. got weaknesses and strengths. Uh, so uh, um, problem is, areas and stuff. What is uh? Can you give like the verse or maybe uh, just like a Cliff Notes version of the verse that uh, you're talking about that infers that, that the kingdom with no end? Yeah, the king, kingdom with yeah. no end. Yeah, Isaiah uh, six would uh, of his kingdom there shall be no end. Of the increase of his kingdom there shall be no end. Yeah, of the, so the increase of his yeah. kingdom uh-huh. there shall so be. So the end. increase is for infinity. That's how they interpret it. Even though Hebrew has no word for. Is there infinity. anything like right adjacent to that that's kind of pertinent or helpful with that? Because that's pretty vague. 
for me. Not it, really. It's, no, it only takes stands like it, that. It, it, truthfully told, in every view, it only takes a, a one verse to create an entire yeah. theory from. Sure. So it is a vague verse that an entire theory is built upon, right? Yeah. And there, I'm sure there And are it more. really doesn't mean that because the increase in Hebrew is a, ver- is a noun. Uh, so the increase is like an addition to your studio here. There won't be any end to it. Once you add it, it's not, it's added. It's not going to be there. So it's mm-hmm. not of the increasing, there shall be no end. It's the increase that's added to the kingdom. There won't be any end to that. So it's not referring to infinity at all. Hebrew doesn't have a word for infinity. There, there's no concept going on. That's Greek. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing going on with with any of that. So, so the idea that history just continues for infinity as it now is uh, with everything that goes along with it, which runs into the problem of God knows all his people mm-hmm. from beginning to end, and those written in the Lamb's Book of Life or, or from beginning to end, to which you could add one more. So God knows all of his people, to which you could add one more, and God knows all of it, well, to which you can add one more, mm-hmm. to God for infinity. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really know all of his people. To which you could add one more. Okay, now he knows. No, that's all. kind of. I mean, to which he could add one. But more. even that for me is a weak argument. To which you could add one more. You're talking about an infinite God. He's not infinite. He's not. So when we went back and he? began to go into what infinite means to the Greeks and how the early church, namely Augustine, treated that as that God is eternal, not infinite. Okay. God's not ever expanding. Right. He but, learns nothing. Right. You can't add anything to it. Right. But it is that is the definition of infinity. Infinity is you can always add one more. That's our American Americanized well, no, no, okay. definition. So let's say this. So everything that is happening is uh, we are living and breathing and all within the construct of who God is. Right. Everything's happening within it. Right. It's very cyclical. It's very it never it's never ending. He's because he's eternal. He's eternal. Right. Not but infinite. The, Infinite, infinite is a poor word used. Uh, there's twice in the King James, and it's not the meaning of the Hebrew that they translate, but they were using that word infinite. So in our 25-page paper that we came out with, you know, technical and all of this, um, basically infinity apetus is uh, it's unbounded. Uh, it's always always increasing, always adding, and it never... Well, that's not the definition of God. God is contained, self-contained trinity. So mm. it's... it's Yeah, so, it's like a bit of a definitions thing where yeah, infinite is not all-encompassing. Infinite is everything... Ever-expanding. It's chaos. Ever, it's, it's chaos. Well, a lot I of think Greeks chaos look, is a stretch, but ever... I, the the well, concept that there can always be and one... There can always be more in their... Yeah, there can always be more. I guess that's interesting way to look at it because yeah. it's not that there always is more or should be more, but there could always be more. Mm-hmm. There is always eternally room to add. That's very philosophical, Andy. You yeah, know, it's very I'm that's, feeling, a, that's a good. I like that. I like. I've never view. heard the distinction like that. So There's everlasting life. Is I'm, on, within yeah, the, I'm only reading from the again from Augustine um, and the Greek philosophers, which I spend a great deal of, a, of amount of time in. So. For them, it was an ever-increasing or an ever-adding, too. So it's, it is chaotic. That's, the Greeks hated it because you couldn't, you couldn't formulate anything without it being expanded upon. So if we talk about numbers, 
So think of the biggest number that you could think of. To which you could add one more. Twelve. So you never really come to a. <laughs> Listen, when I was you little, never really come to an end of it, right? Google was the biggest number. Do you remember right, it that? Was a Google. It was yeah. a Google. I mean, you, they spelled it incorrectly, but this way's better. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's a search engine which you can never have an end to because there's always increasing to it. That's in. It's that's infinity. Infin- yeah. So you yeah. never have a full knowledge of anything. Right. Mm. There is no anything. So in in like. Aleph Null, which is the symbol for infinity, that set theory, there is no all for infinity. So God cannot know all. Infinity has no all. That would that would be a contained set. Mm-hmm. All is a set unit. So in mathematics, even, you they do these things symbolically. So in mathematics, there's we have to have a limit to be able to order and think. Mm-hmm. But in philosophy, which is very real, um, how far does space go? Mm-hmm. I mean, this we don't, we don't, we don't know. Very mind-numbing. In stuff. fact, the James T. Webb is blowing the minds of the astrophysicists of today. It's breaking all of the laws. They're going to have to rewrite the textbooks. Of course. It depends on if you, who you That's talk to. That's the nature of science, which is always false. That, that science is always – science loves when it breaks itself. its own rule. Yeah. That's the whole point of it is to, is to continue to, to go out. There is an ever-increasing yeah. amount of people – who are saying <laughs> that doesn't work with theology when you have a God are and you who saying says he's beginning and the end. There, there is an ever increasing number of yeah. people and it's becoming actually very popular again, which I just don't, uh, with the web, the, 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 the James Webb, James James Webb, Webb thing. Uh, James Webb. I mean, how, how you, but there, the earth is flat. It's a dome. It's a, that whole, uh, right? It's becoming that, like, so I know. like a refresh thing? Like that's I, a new, there's a new. Safe, I had never normal. known anybody until about six or seven months ago. And this lady started, that I have been friends with for years. And she's now unfriended me because I kept pushing back on her. <laughs> she has, she has blocked me, which is fine. And she, she says. the earth is flat? Yes. And she says, huh. I'm a heretic because I sit in this room with people who believe differently than myself. And. Yeah. So I've been called a heretic by her, and she's oh, unfriended me. But I, like, I'm, I'm sorry. not. I'm That's not losing. A bummer. I'm not losing sleep over it. But um, all that to say is, she and there's You're an the ever increasing. Hair, I'm the bloody tick. Okay. What You're now? the hair. I'm the tick. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So I got it now. <laughs> um, but that's becoming. How do you with with this James the Web telescope? How how can people believe that? They believe that we're making this up, that it's all staged, it's whatever. And I'm like, we disproved that science back with Galileo. It's easily demonstrated. Eas- yeah. But the Bible says it's the four corners and, of and the, the earth. earth the, and I'm like, that's called poetry, dude. The, it, the that's other poetry. myth is that Columbus believed that the earth was flat or that the Greek, the Greeks believed in an orb. You could go back and read. Ga- Actually, if you read Columbus's writings, he did not no. believe it yeah. was no, flat. He no, believed no one it was, did. no one did. It was, was a, a yeah, that's the thing we were told that in did. school. I feel like I was yes, told we were. that they my, believed. Yeah. My history teacher wow. did not teach that. My history teacher taught me that Columbus believed the earth was round, despite mm-hmm. what he was taught in school. Well, the school system I came from, it's amazing they taught anything. And then I'm taught, and then <laughs> I taught my too. kids that way because I homeschooled. So. I've heard this. Yeah, or he, Columbus was going to... Fall off the end like, of the no. earth. No. You read his diaries? I read it. They didn't believe that. He's He wouldn't be able to navigate with the stars and the plumb and the way that he did it. Yeah, a lot of things they break be able real to do fast it. if the earth is flat. A <laughs> lot of things break Well, it's fast. funny because she used this <clears> meme where... 
she had like three different pieces of surveying equipment. My husband's a land surveyor. And he said, yeah. if I have to go out and survey your property, I have to use the curvature of the earth sure. to do it. And he, he's like, and pilots he, have to figure that out. I've been on a plane, so I've seen. They got to figure that out. I've seen the earth curvature. But whatever, that's not why we're here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a theory. Well, what were you it saying? comes back to infinity. How do you feel about those that are insistent that at least they should be included in the conversation of of the majority that believe in a here we go orbital this is Earth? A fascinating. This is a side and, note and, from uh, him. No, this you is should, a side uh, note. Accept us. And He's love side us noting for frontierism is what he at doing. least accept us as legitimate that the Earth may possibly be flat. And not to treat us or, or yeah, ostracize a, us or anything. That's a Hitler argument, though. You should the bring Bi- us all in. The bot, no. The Bible says that I am to bring love. I'm to love people. I love and her. Love flat earthers. I love her. I, and if she needed, like you said, if her car went into the ditch, I would help that's pull right. her out. That's right. However, I will not entertain that Thank theory. You. Right. That's where I stand. Even even though, like, I have no particular passionate and no dog in the the preterist fight because obvious reasons uh <laughs> i i think it's also unfair is from what i can tell it's unfair to lump preterism in with flat earthers something that is demonstrably and like laughably false i'm not sure it fits in that category that just seems like a like a What's a bad comparison? What is it? A straw man? Is I mean, it a straw the, man I, argument? To the orthodox. You know, like, I know. understand what you're saying. I just think comparing it to flat earthers is not, well, it's not fair. For, from our perspective, when you have every single major creed from the second century onward, all four quarters of the earth, billions of souls, every statement, Coptic, Eastern, Roman Catholic, Arabic, it doesn't make any difference. They all state and say the same things. Over and over again. So it's not just the consensus; it's the overwhelming. It's and here comes here comes a little group of flatter, and they say, "Oh no, you're all wrong." Um, it is the same thing because the institutions that Christianity has built have been founded upon. So even the Reformation is based upon the Apostles' Creed. The smaller Catechism is chapterized by. Calvin's Institute of the Christian Religion is built upon the Apostles' Creed. So they never moved away from that boundary or framework. That boundary and framework has defined what Christendom and historic Christianity is. You can go to the Encyclopedia Britannica, and they're going to go to the Nicene Creed. So you can go anywhere you want to, and all of a sudden a group of people think that they know more than all of that, and they want to be considered as legitimate consideration. So I want to back up because I, I, uh, my hand says no. You're you're fully into things that are just above my head, unfortunately. So let's yeah. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, you. I mean, it's fi- it's fine. I have no. To do but that. but yeah, I'm just not. I just don't know enough to so, have that discussion meaningfully. So I think let's back up and maybe get a little ground here because it's probably where we're going yeah. with the. With well, the he, well he was in infinity. Do you have something to say before you get back to the infinity? Well, I, that argument I, I understand. Um, and I was watching uh, your debate with um, Tur- Turbeville, Pastor no, Turbeville, Turbeville, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on that apologetic dogs. I, I yeah, have Jeremiah never, Nordier. I didn't. I don't know anything about that, but him. I just uh, YouTube a debate that you did, yeah. um, and I don't think that what you just said is 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 your strongest argument. 
Okay, you, you you have other arguments yeah, yeah. that you made in that particular, and I'm only through the second rebuttal, so like it's a two and a half hour debate. Like yeah, I got, th- I got I things to do. Okay, um, <laughs> but I, I was trying to prep for today because you know I only knew you from your social media posts, which can get quite divisive. And I've actually, from the one you made last night, I've gotten several texts about it <laughs> yeah. overnight and this morning yeah. while I was driving and, and, and whatever, but you're, you're a stronger art, well, maybe not stronger intellectually, but from someone who is not a preterist, a stronger argument would be um, the one you made about the loving God. If that's your idea of a loving God, it's not a God I want to serve. That right, was right. particularly for me. It was a particularly strong argument. Of removing evil and removing, yeah. Because there is still evil present, and there is still yeah. demonic. Very much so. I, I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I follow a couple of guys who who perform exorcisms, like the most well known exorcists in the world. There's evil present. There are demons present right. that they encounter, and and so if that is the case that we are fully in the kingdom, like I'm, we're fully in the kingdom of God, then why is evil still present? That is probably a stronger argument as far as not being so far over somebody's head who's yeah. not a believer. Yeah, who's not, who's not. Because yeah. I'm well not read. a Calvinist, so I'm I'm in a really unique position well, here. I'm not a, Calv- not a Calvinist and not a preterist, so um, when I was getting text messages this morning from a Calvinist who was trying to use your arguments against you. I was like, it gets involved. It does get involved. Like, are you a Calvinist or three point Calvinist? And then you call it, was that Josh there's, Sexton? There's four called? point and five point. Yeah. 2.3. I'm 2.3. I think I'm 2.5. <laughs> so yes, I am. Yeah. I'm a Calvinist. Um, but I'm also, I don't like the name Calvin. I don't either. Just like I don't like the name Preterist. I mean, I, it, Calvin what, doesn't like the name. He wouldn't like the the people running around saying I'm a Calvin. Oh no, he probably That'd be the exact opposite of what he would want. Yeah, right. I would agree with that. I, are me, you a Calvinist, Rick Carter? I'm I'm pointing at Rick just for I people know, who are listening. I, I don't know. Probably. In the, in the, in the, in the <laughs> Un- Well, but it's it's the, hard to escape the sovereignty TBD. of God. But also. Well, you know, it, well, they'll take Calvinism. So election, the 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 uh, the idea of election uh-huh. that has in the Westminster Confession of Faith, it's defined as such, and it's it's right on the money with the Greek meaning of the term. It's, so it's uh, God knows the number of those whom He has elected, which can neither be increased nor diminished. Mm-hmm. That's the exact opposite meaning of infinity, mm-hmm. which can be di- increased for infinity. So He doesn't know all. So we're back to which to you could add one more. To which yeah. you could add one more. Again. To which you could add one more. Yeah, you're saying... So there's no all. The word that you're playing with me on, on infinity is meaningless to me. I'm talking about eternal. God is eternal. Right. God is everlasting. I'm going to agree with... I'll agree with you on that. That number, none of us know but God. Only God knows the number. Am I wrong? To which you could add one more. Only God knows the number. The number of elect? Is that what know, you're saying? The number of what? You can't know an infinite number. Do you know what the elect is? No. Okay. Yeah, so I, th- I thought I just said that I wasn't, I'm not talking about infinity anymore. Yeah. I'm talking about eternal, the, the definition you right. just gave. If, if that's the within, case and he knows the number, then there is, it, then it is a fixed or a finite number of which can neither be increased nor diminished. Right. So, so elect, if that's the case, then you can't have an infinite increase of history or procreation. 
of which God is always saving for infinity. He's always bringing more souls for infinity. So it never ends. That, okay, wait. But, hold on. I would like to hear this ex- explanation. Because please, please. of the the Calvinists believe, or whatever you call it, the, that there are a predetermined amount of souls that God has chosen yes. to save. That uh-huh. is what we're calling the elect. They have okay. been elected it's chosen, it's the word chosen, chosen. Yeah. chosen exactly. to be a follower, and they can't deny that that calling. Okay. So there's a, a, a that's what they be, that's the belief there. Okay. Um. So to kind of go, I could see where you didn't know what that word yes, elect thank meant. You. Yeah. yeah. So thank I just want it for for listeners who may not know what that means. That's what. Yeah, that means. and down through history, there have been debates, of course, in regard to Calvinism and Arminianism. I think it's Jacobius Arminius. Who would agree with me, by the way? Who? Arminius would. Would agree with you on what? The number is finite. Mm-hmm. Of whom are the elect or the saved, the number is finite. Mm-hmm. It's a finite number. So, so if you are— You're very, very strict on that. If I'm, believe, if I'm hearing what you say, both of you, uh-huh. and probably Rick Carter as well, because I'm just trying to stay neutral here, even though I have a particular belief, you believe— History has an end, correct? There yeah. will be an end to history as we know it. You believe history has no end. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Also, Rick Carter, you believe history has no end? Correct. Okay. Andy, do you have a particular thought on that? Will, I mean, will the world explode and have an end? I or mean, is... sure, the world will end. I don't know if history ends. I don't know, you know, the... The uh, what do they call it? The heat death of the universe. I think heat if death, that's the five way it actually years works. From now, yeah, yeah. Heat and death. That, that, that's that, a new one for me. That, that's just uh, <laughs> the sun's gonna are, explode. No, things are expanding. Like the whole universe is expanding. Yeah. Everything eventually, everything will be so far apart that it will just everything Correct. will just like freeze and die. Correct. Uh, but that that would be the end of all life. Human that's life that there is. But is, is that the end of the universe? Kind of no. It's just the end of a lot of other Well, history is just it, the telling the story of mankind. That's why I mankind. use the definition history as as we know it, as we yes, now know it. Gotcha. So that will not ever end. So child molestation will be for infinity. It'll never end. Never. That to Evil me, will be forever. That to me God is, is your strongest that argument. Child molestation will last for infinity. That That is, yeah, that is. Just the logical outcome. It's not a terrible argument. I don't understand the legs of it, but the argument itself is fine. Yeah. That's the in your debate thus far when I when I had looked at it, that's your strongest point. As a person who was abused as a child, it's a horrible thing. I'll and get to over think it. that that th- yeah, you'll get over. It. But the thought that it's going to go on forever, the Lord is going to continue to no, allow I want that. retribution for that. And there will be in the end retribution for everything. Everything will be made new and everything will be um, rectified. Fully and entirely. The full preterist has no final rectification for anything. I will say that, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but guys, listen. God put the knowledge of good and evil on this planet. Did he not? Temporarily. He put it on here. Well, temporarily. No. He put it here. But he put it here. But if you go. Which came from his eternity. Am I wrong? In his mind of what good and evil well, is. Did, did he know it what it would do? But it wasn't the act. But did of God it. know what it would do? Temporarily. <laughs> well, you say temporarily. I understand so what you mean. A, so it, you mean if that I it has say a temporarily, purpose. Oh, there's purpose. the word teleology and purpose. So what is the purpose of working all things to the good for those who love Christ Jesus? Well, you don't have one. It's infinite. It goes on. There is no. It's it's dying and, and going to heaven. 
that's not going to work. Hey, did you hear God that? He also, just did me. He just did me. He went, I God, ain't going to hell. Yeah. That's what hey, I did. He sounded like you. Yeah. God uh, also made this thing called earth. Yeah. Heaven and earth. Jesus reconciled and is the summation of all things in heaven and earth so that he might bring all things together in summation to him, for him, by him, in heaven and on earth. Yes. You keep forgetting about the earth part. He made heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Correct. Right. This is incarnation. Why yes. did he become flesh? Well, he's uniting. It's both important. And if just one does, the spirit leaves us hanging out here, then he's not redeemed all things, and I don't want anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. He's weak. Can you get rid of evil in your own creation? You can't. Uh, then your Bible is no good even for a bottom of a birdcage, I don't want anything to do with it. Well, like, when you talk about purpose, because the things the same... that hurt us, uh -huh. the things that hurt us, mm -hmm. are things that happen here. Sure, one of the one of the when biggest things rectified? that I hated as an atheist before I even became a believer was that I, you know, you've heard this argument a million times. Yeah. If he's a loving God, then dot dot dot. What else? You know, if he's a loving God, then why so much pain? Why so much suffering? Why all this? You know, why? Why, 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 why? If it has a why temporary did you make function it? to it. Why did you make it knowing that man would fall so that you would send your second Adam in order to, right. to, you know, that was the argument that was taught to me from a child. Like, why? why? It's a good argument. It is a good argument, but that's, I think that also drives home the point, which is purpose and choice, which is, belongs to God. And that's where it starts. It starts there, but if he never ends it, if he never consummates that, which then he, then he started something that he can't. He can't end. But see, the, by the the very nature of the word consume, the the consummation of things, right? Right. So if you have an everlasting fire, uh, uh, everlasting, right. then that means that that fire is always contained what, wherever God is. That It's always contained, but it is always existing. Correct? So what you're saying or what you're trying to argue for is, is that sin will never have an end. Sin is covered by Jesus Christ. That is the end of so the good of evil tree. The good get, and evil tree. Don't get too upset about evil on the earth then. Of course you can be upset about it. Why? What do you mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything, really. It does mean something. It's not. It doesn't serve any purpose. Christ died so that we could be forgiven of it. I'm not. I still sin. Yes. I thought but he took it, it away from me. He did. Why do I still sin? Because he covers it for you. Because so you I can are, go ahead and, oh, great. What? I can go out and sin then. That's not what Paul says. Why not? Paul says that wherever sin is, that grace abounds all but the more, but matter. should you do? Then you're arguing with Paul, not me. I. <laughs> no, am I wrong? In my view, my sin is temporary, and it works towards a goal of good in which I will be a new creature raised immortal, consummate. In your view... This is never consummated. It rots in the ground. It has no meaning or purpose to it. It's never raised from the dead. It's, it's meaning and purpose is within what God made it for. That's the meaning. To rot into the ground. The body. Yeah, to rot. To, to decay. So and, and the Son of God gets, never saw decay. The Son of God the, never saw decay. So this gets to the other quest, because all these things lead to one thing. Uh, they, they all connect together. So you bring up the resurrection of Jesus, who was obviously bodily raised from the dead, which why I, God raised him bodily from the dead, I have no idea, because he just, according to Don Preston and Mike Sullivan and Dave Curtis and all the rest of them, 
Jesus shed his body upon the ascension. Because if you have a body going and ascending into heaven, glorified and immortal, then that tells me that God can glorify a human body Mm -hmm. and make it immortal, which is the definition of what resurrection glorification is for him. And if it is for him, then it also is for us that are in Christ. Does does he always have to glorify a body for it to be with him? He's glorified Jesus Christ. He did, right. Right. But does he always have to? He's the first fruit of the harvest. But does he always have to glorify so the body plant, to be with him? If you harvest an apple, or do you, if you get a I first get it, fruit, but you're not answering it, my question. If you get an apple in your first fruit, what are you going to get in the harvest? That, that still doesn't answer the point. Does he have? If to his glorify? body is glorified, and we are to be made in his image and like him and conform to his image, which is the ultimate goal. But does he? Does God always have to glorify? Then a body he to has be with failed him? if he does not glorify no. this body. You didn't answer a question. I think that sort of was a yes. Yes. That was yeah, it was a yes. God is a failure yeah. if he doesn't glorify this body. So, well, then, and he doesn't exist, by the way. So yeah. Not a God. Did not he, a God at all. I, nothing he, I want anything to do with. He never said anything about glorifying Enoch when he took him. He didn't glorify Enoch. No, where does it say he glorified Enoch? Exactly. Does he have to glorify a body to be with him? Enoch is not in a body with God. He didn't take his body with him. He didn't die. Hebrews 11, all the, after he mentions all these, and then he says, all these died not having received that which was promised to them. That would, all these would go back. All right, so that, that, would, that, that would be Enoch and, Eli- and Elijah both. They both died. Well, then that's a contradiction, right? No. Said, because Genesis said Enoch did not die. God took him. No, it says that he walked with the Lord and God took him. Yes, he did right. not die. I thought it says that, and he was no more. I think that's all. Was it Was no more, and he right. was no doesn't more. Doesn't say anything about his body. What happened to his body? Doesn't say anything like that. But we know if he was raised and glorified and all of the rest of it, then he beat Jesus to it, and so Jesus didn't say, need to be the first. Pre, so Jesus was already. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, pre Christ. He's already. Well, I understand that. So Jesus is I'm the not, first. I'm, I, I'm not de- degrading the fact that what he did for Christ was absolutely special. And that he glorified him above everybody else, right? Because he made him lower for a short period of time, and then he made him more than yeah. everything else. That was a part of glorifying him. But for Enoch and Elijah, he did not glorify their bodies to be with him. He doesn't no, have to. No, I believe he we die in our spirits. We're, we're with the Lord in heaven as, as a spirit. Yes. We're with the Lord in heaven. But my question was, our bodies does he are have in the ground. to glorify? It's about mm-hmm. to be raised from the dead. Your body has to be glorified. And Enoch was not raised from the dead. There's no, there isn't any, there's nothing that says that he was raised from the dead. Right. So Jesus so, is the firstborn who raised human being immortal from the dead. There, nobody, that's, see, that's, that, that's actually the problem because people can die and believe in God and God forgives their sins and they love him and Abraham loves and he's a friend and God's talking to him and they're talking to him. They're having direct communication. His spirit is in them. Abraham is regenerated. He believes in the Lord. He believes in what God says and all the rest of it. He dies. His spirit goes to heaven. But God promised Abraham land forever. Right. He told him specifically, I will give you, singular, this land forever, for eternity. When is he going to get that? He didn't. He didn't. Not to this day, he hasn't. But his seed got it. It's to him and his seed, but specifically to him, singular, to him, to you, Abraham. He's speaking directly to him. And then he says, and your seed. So when is Abraham himself going to get the land that God promised? Well, Paul sees this in Romans 4.13, where 
It is not through the law that the heirs of the promise to inherit the whole world. Where does Paul make that jump that Abraham is going to inherit the whole world? He's looking at the sun, the moon, the stars, wherever your feet step, that I will give to you forever. And Abraham's looking at it and thinking, I will die. There's no way a nations are coming out of me in my lifetime. But God said it. I believe it. God will have to raise the dead. He would have to recreate all of this for eternity if he's going to give this to me for eternity. I'm looking for a better. And Abraham died and did not receive that which God promised to him. But God promised to him, and God will answer that promise. This becomes the hope of resurrection and new life and eternity when God's going to rectify and make all things right. It's already his. If I give it to you, it's already yours. He's already in. Abraham believed that he was already a father of many nations, even though he didn't even have a yeah, son. Yeah, it kind of jumps outside of the physical, spiritual discussion, really. It's it's more of he a promised physical, him land. It's a physical thing that he's saying. Yeah. What's well, the, the conversation land. we have about Christ? He was already the king, but he wasn't. He had, he didn't have the possession of it yet. Yeah, like we were talking. This wasn't on the podcast. This was on a conversation this morning. We were talking about how. You know, Christ was the king. He, the king was riding in on a donkey when he came into the city. Already king. But yep. the coronation yes. or the glorification when he sits at the right hand of the Father hadn't taken place So that yet. would have been right, the same right. concept with Abraham. He already owned the land. It was his. He yeah. just He wasn't there yet. Yeah, and then... And, and it's to be given back to him. And I think that that's... that's I think that's the part about the Bible and philosophy and everything else that's the most difficult thing for me is that, you know, we... Not everyone has the ability like you do to be able to sit down and fully study and have the time or the even the brain to be able to mm. – to, no, seriously, to be able to do that. Let's just be honest. Not everybody has your brain and not everybody can do what you do. And so the the relationship that, that the common man might have with a person, if they see something in the scriptures and they begin to believe it, then, you know, like you said this morning, do you mind to read his Facebook post? Would you grab that and read that? Sure. No, it's fine. I mean, this is all part of it. You know, your definition of infinity, I think, is correct. As far as eternal, I I would agree with that. I have no problem with that. I think that it's, you know, and I understand what you're saying in regard to the full consummation of things to be able to, you know, what is Christ presenting to the Father exactly if it all ends in 8070? That's what you're saying, like, okay, this is all over-spiritualized, I imagine, is what you're what, what you're seeing, oh, right? Entirely so, yeah. And so, and that's what, when you got to the John 6, and that jumped out at you, and you went to your professor and was like, hey, uh, you know, what is this? I wanted to get into that. That was the whole, that was my first question. We never got there. We'll so get there. Yeah. It, but okay, if, so there's, you've had quite a bit posted on your uh, Facebook page this morning. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nordier just posted on your Facebook page. He's and a it's busy fun, boy. That's funny, I'm you just shout boy. it out, but he yeah. can't hear us right now, but. Um, okay, so it says, let me scroll down. Oh, gosh, okay. All right, so this was said last night. has had 137 <laughs> comments. So um, if I were to embrace full preterists as brothers or sisters in Christ with total allowance and acknowledging their quote-unquote version of the Bible as simply quote-unquote another view to be quote-unquote tolerated, then I would say I have no beef with universalists, yeah. Pelagianists, Unitarians, liberals, etc., dispensationalists, Seventh day Adventists, etc., are all to be tolerated without any real rebuke. And with this, I would have to also say, quote, the creeds, end quote, 
don't matter at this point other than simply a relic of history of what some used to believe. Yeah. Take them or leave them. How could that be true for dispensationalists? Oh, they love Jesus. No, no, well, so do full preterists. So do Unitarians. I've got one. I've got three Unitarian friends that all, would all give you really the shirt said off in that is back. That about Nicest having a beef. You never meet in your life. You have a beef. That's all you really said in that is that you just have a beef with. Them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a beef if I accepted full preterism as just another harmless don't. view. And they don't accept you as, a, and so they yeah. have a beef then with you. I, I Some wouldn't of have them a do. beef with yeah. Unitarians or well, and see that's where we differ. I've got see, I don't have a problem with Sam Frost's view. No, not yeah. because the reason why I don't is because I don't know all things. I am still studying this, much like everyone else. But when I began to see the fulfillment of prophecy, it took me into an, a whole new world in my mind, which it did you sure, too. Sure, sure, and that is that is an exercise that is I think it's worthwhile. As an study exercise to study it out, to yeah. show yourself approved, sure. a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, not the way that Schofield divided the word, the way that God meant for us to divide the word. So as we continue to study, you know, I, a dispensationalist who does not believe that the temple mattered when it was destroyed in any in any fashion— and I don't know if that's where you stand. The destruction of the temple in AD 70 is something that Jesus said in Matthew 24 would happen in their generation. If you don't want to tie up all of the other things like the rest of the full preterists, don't. But at least acknowledge the fact that the temple was destroyed just like he said it would. Yeah. He did in the book. But dispensationalists, not all of them agree. They take and say everything is future. Dispensationalism is a new kid on the block. Yes, I, but it's I'm considered in, orthodox. I'm in... Well, I would. I, I agree with you on the Orthodox, but most dispensationalists don't have a clue about seventy AD. No, and that's they don't even. Most it's people, like another year, like a birthday. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I have less problems with 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 dispensation, but they've got you know like Seventh Day Adventism, who I don't have any problems with. My stepfather was Seventh Day Adventist. I don't yeah, problems. I, would I think agree, he, you know, agree with you to have less great. problems because they agree more with you in your current view, right? Yeah, then and the dispensationalist believes in a new heavens and a new earth, resurrection of the body. So, they believe in all of those affirmations that unite all churches. And so within your, that, they we have our little fights with each other, but they're still in a, those bounds. A post millennialist is that? No, what you, not at all. No, I what used you, to be. Do you have a label? It'd be all millennial, I guess. Amillennial. Augustinian. So. Calvin, I would guess that kind of stuff. So let's, Luther. Before we get into your amillennial, because Thomas Aquinas, we're going to get there. But so we let's. Promise. No, Maybe we tomorrow. are. I want my first question answered. John six. Something in John, John six, six did was, something for you. It leaped out of the page, uh, dealing with the infinity thing, and then with my professors bringing them back, and then they were bringing me back a wealth of. All right. So what in John material. six? So did John it? six is I will raise them up in the last day. All who believe in me, whosoever believes in me, whoever partakes. Whoever is drawn to me by the Father, uh, on and on, he says it uh, four times there, I will raise them up in the last day. And that's either 70 AD, which means we're not being raised today. I asked Michael Miano this in the debate, and his eyes looked like something stuck in, a, in the headlights. I said, uh, when, so when are you going to be raised? Mm -hmm. He thought for a second. says, I... Do you believe, and I said it again to him, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Were you drawn to Jesus by the Father? Yes. So when will you be raised? 
I've, I've already been raised. Then your last days already happened? Well, no, that was to them in 70 AD. Oh, then you're not going to be raised. And then finally he admitted, that passage does not apply to me. Who was you can go back and you can watch it yourself. You could have heard a pin drop in that church when he said that. That verse does not apply to me. Mm-hmm. Who was and them? that's when I, I said, I don't even need to. I, my work is done. That's it. This whole section that Jesus is talking about resurrection, all of those great passages about being drawn to the Father, anyone that's drawn to the Father cannot resist, you know, and all those great, but that's all, that's just to them in that first century, to the Jews, and that's it. It's to no one else, mm-hmm. it's written to them. And if you're going to apply that kind of hermeneutic, which, which they do, then you can't blame groups like Israel only coming along and saying that's who it was written to and that's who it applies to and then that's it. So all this nonsense about going to church and denominations and deacons and elders and priests and all of your silly debates and everything else, you can't solve it because you don't have a direct voice of God speaking directly to an apostle telling you what is directly the word of God like Moses. None of us do. All that we have is our opinions and interpretations. Let it go, man. It's, there's no more church. It's done. It's, it's, it's been fulfilled in the time when God spoke and poured out his spirit, but that's it. So the rest of it, Which in get some, rid of it. And some full preterists do go that far. Right? Can you blame them? Well, that's what you're saying. They go <laughs> that far. It was tempting for me to go that far because I thought, here's the solution. 70 AD is the solution to ecclesiology. We can tear down all of our buildings now and build them into orphanages and actually do some good with them than have some guy stand up behind the pulpit claiming he's speaking the word of God, which clearly he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, so that's all, what all I'm getting from him is his opinion. A lot that's of this it. seems to be very functional. So what you're saying yeah. is like, very much so. Once you saw that, then all of your arguments began to crumble. Yeah, yeah. And that's really where it started for it you. Just one after the other. Just, I thought. I, I want to get this in. This, boy. this pertains to where we are, I swear. So, so I don't see with uh, infinity, if you believe that God, you know, created everything and is all knowing to whatever point, that's a different argument, obviously. Uh, you know, created like light, not the sun, but light. You know, everything, knows everything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that it's that difficult a logical jump to be like, he knows everything that ever will be. Like, I don't, I don't see well, that as a difficult. So then he does know, like, then the, is that not the antithesis of well, the infinity argument? To an, the, the, the definition of, of infinity is that which you can add one more. You can always add to it. So, okay, Whereas so, if God knows all, there's nothing you can add to it. There's so, no increase of it whatsoever. So can I say that God knows everything that ever will be forever? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but that's, it's contained. There, you can't well, add to yeah, that. I guess that's contained, but functionally, it does the thing I want it to do. Which oh, is for to us, say that's that, how Augustine made the the difference between God is eternal. He defined it just as that. We're not yeah. going to understand this, but he defined eternity different from. Um, Infinity. Uh-huh. They they made the distinction because God knows all things from beginning to end, and so everything is self-contained. That's not infinity. Over here, you can't. You can add. You can always add. It's for infinity. Here, you can't. And so they made the distinctions between quantity of knowledge and quality of knowledge. And this is mathematics too. So yeah. They made scientists do the same. They wrestle with the same. They wrestle with the same problems. So 
That is a like very black hole good theory point, too. by String the way. Theory, you know. So he's they making, made the distinction he's between an incredibly and strong argument. And That's a great argument, actually. That's a really good argument. Oh, it, I haven't heard a response to it. And what you just said is the distinction that they, you know, if you have a being that knows everything to which nothing can be added to, that's not infinity. But it solves the problem of infinity. Mm-hmm. And then they left it at that. So Augustine yep. was pleased with that because we're not God. I don't understand. Sure. I don't understand. His God. ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our so, thoughts. Right. So Andy I'm can, a, a worm here. I'm, you know. We had a discussion yesterday talking about trying to solve nothing, right? Uh, prove nothing. Trying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you, it you, is can't, a good you can't prove a negative. Well, no, can, it is a very good argument, but I, I was gonna, I was going to say something, but I didn't. Finish. I'll, uh, I'll get to it. Rick, that that mic's kind of like pointing up here. Can you just bring it down a little bit, like Mine? down physically? <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. instead of rubbing on your so face, is, the face of radio. <laughs> yeah. so, we can't hear the face your, of radio. We can't hear your eyeballs. Yeah. So basically, saying, and I'm kind of asking you this: if if we can't really, if we cannot prove a neg, uh, uh, the non-existence of a thing. You cannot definitively prove the non-existence. Well, then of a can thing. we can we actually prove infinity? Oh, uh, infinity is a concept. It's not a thing. Well, is a negative? Wouldn't be the non-existence of something be a concept as well? Uh, I mean, I don't think that's a concept. I think the non-existence of a thing is not a thing. The thing that Correct. infinity is taking into consideration is all things, yeah. uh, numbers, but can, space. But so can, you, but can you, know. you actually prove it? No different than saying something doesn't you exist you could or never, infinity. You, you can't prove either one. Well, okay. You can prove okay. infinity because you can always add no, one more. You can't. Hold on. He, he's right. Yeah. You can't. Well, you can. You can. The That's way the to problem. prove infinity is, is to by, add another one. Is to, but is, then once you add it, then that is something. Well, see, that, that's, right, but then okay. you, right, that's right. the whole infinity is a concept. It's not a thing. Plenty of books written on right? this. By so way, it's, not, it's not quite the same as looking for a car. Those freaking Greeks and their yeah. infinity. So if you get, yeah. so yes. here's the thing right. from everlasting <laughs> to everlasting, forever and ever, you know, like that's the, that's the plus one. Yeah. From everlasting to everlasting to everlasting to everlasting yeah. forever and ever and ever. So as a as a Christian, as a young Christian, when I believe like, okay, I believe in Jesus, I want to be saved from my sins, I have that. Then what what do I receive? You receive everlasting life. That's amazing. Does that go on forever? Yes. Uh maybe not. Now there well, is a okay. branch. maybe not. Can we say that it's forever cyclic. eternity is a time statement? We like our time statements, right? And infinity is a material statement. It's a it's a material thing. Right. You add one to something, but forever is a time statement but where infinity quality. is not. Let's imagine God is a bubble. Let's make God a bubble. And for I'm just doing a the second. infinity sign, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> y'all can't see. Me. Yeah, I thought you were doing like, uh, uh-uh, uh, girl, whatever. <laughs> so you take. So imagine God is a bubble. Everything that ever will be, ever, anytime, ever, is always going to be inside that bubble, which is God, always. Yeah. Always. So the word I am, the name I am, is the self-existent one, the one that will never end. He always will be. Or will he be? Or will he end? If he doesn't end, then what? Find out next time. I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So what's it going to be? Like, does it last forever and ever, or does it have a stop? His being ends. Right. I guess my point is that- His being does not end, but it is a self, we would define Trinity as self-contained- being. But everything is lives and breathes and, and operates it's, from within right. inside him. So, now, is there he, was an interesting development infinite? with uh, Alfred North Whitehead, no. who developed what was called process theology, 
and they were incorporating these ideas. And sort of a ideas. process theologian? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. inside joke. Tiziana Service yeah. well, says that all the time. They were bringing in, so Whitehead's a brilliant <laughs> mathematician, brilliant yeah. physicist, you know, so he's bringing in the, these ideas and relating them into the ideas of God. And so God is in process of becoming. God is always becoming. So he's growing, he's becoming, he's learning. You know, he's always adding on. He's always, so he would add, he was adding, this is called process theology, which was rejected by all uh, Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Protestant theologians. They rejected it because it was an expanding God. Uh, God doesn't know the future. Mm-hmm. The future has a infinite way it may play out. Uh, we don't know all the causalities that can go on, and neither does God. So According you to might be saved or you might not. Maybe, I don't know, today you are, but tomorrow you might not be. You know, so... You're, you're still speaking from a process theologians. That's, yeah, well, you're not saying you that went, from yourself. If you started going down that. that route with them, because already, they're already doing that, God, God is becoming... So, but the Bible the says God never changes. Right. He is the and same yesterday, infinity, today, and right. that's forever. the exact opposite. Exact opposite. So, if yeah. God, God, hey, Rick, God we're starting to change. feel like Solomon over here. Everything is, is meaningless. Yes. When you, <laughs> well, when you, yes. when you there apply, comes the point, you know, when, when you apply Solomon a concept a that you cannot yeah. prove to a to a provable yeah. conversation, you it all everything starts to begin to break down. Yeah. Because you're going into. Um, stuff that you can't construct. Well, oh, I can construct infinity. That's the problem with it. I can always add one you more. Can't just it. That's the, that's it just takes forever. That's the frustration. Can't prove it. You know, that's, well, that's the whole frustration. You can't of prove it. it because you don't know if you can add one more to it. If it's available to add one more, you think you can because, but you don't know. You but can't that, prove it. But that breaks the definition of the word, doesn't it? Yeah. It's again. It's a con- it's cyclic. Right. It's I just said it's thing. cyclic. It's the it's same cyclic. thing as nothing. You can't what, is it, certainly, what is it called? Circumloc- we're a, circumlocuting. Right. We're we're we're, go, we're going strip. around. I be- so when Jesus I talking- says, "All who have been given to me, I will raise them At the in last the last day. day." So last night I was talking. The last day. I was what? talking with my husband about this and, and about what all. today was coming, and 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 I said, "I believe Occam's Razor, the simplest solution." Yes is the solution. The simplest answer is the solution. Generally, Generally, or or keep it simple, stupid. I mean, kiss. I mean, that's what it stood for, right? When the the band, but... um, Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It's not what it meant. Um, But... Jesus Gene even Simmons said, would be upset not to said. equate Jesus with Gene Simmons. Just so you know, I am Simmons. licking this microphone right now with my or, ear. That's not okay, the name okay. of or, it. All right, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. All right. That was just yeah. like too much cross-talk. Okay. Please, please. Or not to equate Jesus with Occam or Kiss, though I'm sure that he enjoyed their music. But Jesus even says, the gospel, the concept of who I am, and, and my kingdom is so simple, a child can understand mm-hmm. it. And what we're doing is we're very Gnostically <laughs> making this into this really complicated situation and argument where I don't think Jesus intended it for it to go. Like, There's a lot of complications I'm, listen, in the I'm, Bible. I'm 49 years old. And what I hear 
I can't wrap my mind around it, but when I read my yeah. Bible, it seems simple to me. And I know I don't have a theology degree, mm. but I can read the, I have the Holy Spirit, so I can read the Bible. I have, my gift is teaching. So I have a way of absorbing the word and 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 having a discussion with it. But I try to keep it simple because I teach ninth grade girls. Right. I try to keep it simple so that they can understand it. But what we're talking about with infinity and forever. I'd and rather that, not talk about it. The Bible has talks so about an end. Complicated, and all that or his will be saved and raised in the last day. That to me is so simple to understand. It's there will be an end when I don't know. Okay, so but and when you all were, who are going to be raised, all and, and okay, the, that, but when that's you were simple, in but an end of what? But when you were in preterism, this complicates it. But when you were in preterism, what I just said. How did yeah. you view John six when you were in preterism? Did you just we sweep it under the rug? Uh, interestingly enough, Max King doesn't write on it. Don Preston wasn't writing on it. I went to search for it when I finally began to put these things together. Keep in mind, we were still doing cutting edge stuff, 2004, 2005, 2006. So a lot of stuff wasn't written on. We're a new kid on the blocks. So we're, I'm writing a systematic theology. I'm trying to bring in all of the other aspects of Christian history so that full preterism becomes a worldview. It's not just... What's full preterism? Well, it's Josephus in 70 AD. Well, you know, there's more to life than Josephus in 70 AD. Uh, we've got to talk about death. We've got to talk about crime. We've got to talk about economy. We've got to talk about all the worldview things that made Christendom Christendom. And one of them that did, that made Christendom Christendom, is the Greeks had a cyclical endless time that burned out finally into a purposeless conflagration. That was their meaninglessness of life. It just kind of burned out at the end, somewhere in the time of- That was their Ecclesiastes. Meaningless, cyclical, meaningless spiraling out of, and, and no control whatsoever. Here comes Augustine with God and time is linear, and it has a beginning, and it has a purpose, a teleology. It has an end. History means something. It's going somewhere. There's an aim, a goal, an end. There's a field post. There's a line to be crossed, a consummation. It all- Everything now means something because it's all heading towards the good of the consummate God. Well, this exploded the Greek world. It, 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 they, this idea. It was revolutionary. It was unbelievably revolutionary. Nobody was thinking like this. And so with his idea, and we, all of our novels in the West are a beginning, a middle, and an end. Where did we get that from? We got that from the, the Bible. We got it from Augustine. Everything changed. In Western, that's why they say Christendom and Western Christianity and civilization go hand in hand. Well, I can build on a concept of progressive beginning, and I'm progressing towards the goal line. Got to get to the finish line. Well, full preterism says the finish line, that's back here. What We've you, already reached it. Rick, were you going to say something just a couple minutes ago, Rick? No, I just said the end of what? Okay. The end of what? Like, I, let's end this. Let's end this, and we'll get <laughs> into it in the next podcast. episode. <laughs> yeah, let's end this. This yeah. podcast will never end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It goes yeah, on the infinity. infinity. Add yeah, one more. Add one podcast. more. It goes on and on, my yeah. friend. Yeah. No, but it goes on forever. Doctor Frost, thank you so oh, much yeah. for giving thank us you. your time and being here. Yes, for it, letting me have your time. It, it means a lot to me that you're here. Yeah. And Rick Carter. Yes. Andy Bishop. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Sarita the Edge. Edgerton, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming all the way up here, even though I didn't buy you breakfast. That's yep. all right. I will buy you yeah. lunch. I'll buy I, you lunch. I have a joke. Oh, Ooh. let's hear you it. You told me to bring a joke. You got seven of them? Uh, I only want one for now. I got this one. All right. So there was a guy named Juan, and he was a 
clam digger. He that's what he did for a living. <laughs> I love it already. Okay, and so, but when he was um, in the process, he found this otter who was injured, and he nursed this otter back to health. And he and this otter became really good friends. And the otter was the greatest clam digger. He could go down and get the clams and bring them back up. So this man knocks on Juan's wife's door, his esposa, and he says to the wife, I would like to hire Juan to do some clam diving for me. And he, she said, well, it's $500. And he was like, why so expensive? And she said, well, he has this otter that does it for him. So you have to pay for both of them. He goes, well, I just want to hire Juan. I'll give him $350 to go do this for me. And she said, well, you can't have Juan without the otter. Ah! <laughs> I had no idea where Where's that was the, going. Uh, the rim shot yeah. symbol there. I just kept I thinking. Have, I have a sound. I used to throw that in sometimes. I haven't I, used it in a while. You <laughs> ought to just do the laughing donkey. <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks everybody for being here. And we will talk to you guys again next time on the Burroughs of Berea. Peace, Peace out. out. Bye-bye, y'all. Hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea. You'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. You are listening to Dr. Sam Frost Fridays. And cut. I think we should be on NPR or something. Yeah. Tiny desk. I thought you were going to do the Frosty Friday thing. Shh, I just said Dr. F- Dr. Sam Frost Friday. It's Frosty Friday. No, no, I just I, I just asked him. I didn't want to say that. It sounds oh, okay. if you say Frosty Friday, I did bring it's you a, a water, joke, Dr. Frost. But it, but it could be okay. you know how we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with full preterists it talking about frost. Now. It's like, oh, you betcha he's frosty. <laughs> yeah. Um do you play congas? Is congas kind of a thing on your list? Yes. You do? You do play congas? Oh, God. There's almost like, I almost want to try to force you to play congas on a song if we have like 15 extra minutes after this is done. Would you be willing to do that? If I could play, I mean, you'd I'm not. You'd have to hear a... the song and see if you, you know, anything occurs to yeah. you, of course. Not like, you'd have to see if it inspired you even a little. <laughs> play, monkey. Right. Play. Dance. Dance, monkey. But if you hear it and, and if that you hear it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's and and it sounds ready. like without struggle, you have like some simple idea. To I could listen with. to the song, right? Right. Yeah. You'd have to obviously, like you say, you'd have to hear it and see if you're even yeah. a little bit moved to, Andy, to put what, something on. What it. instruments do you play? Uh, badly or goodly? <laughs> because if, more if, than I, if you want to know badly, then then it's like every instrument. Almost. Except the bass. This dude is a bass. Yeah, I I, I actually play bass, but I. Know how to play basically anything with strings. What do you play? I can play the piano with this She's hand. She's a singer. Playing the piano with this hand, but I cannot play the piano with these hands together. Mm-hmm. And I can sing. She so. has a beautiful voice. Yeah, but Rick says she has a great voice, dude. I'm an, I'm al- get- I'm an alto. Yeah, I'm a I tenor. Sing a solo. If you can sing, that's great. I I'm sing like solo. 10 or 12 miles from the church. Bam! I'm a solo backup. I sing solo solo back up in the woods. Y'all can't be hearing me. (laughs)
That's perfect. Mm. That's Those. exactly how I would fix you. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Rick's a, Rick's, a, Rick's a pretty good piano player. I don't know what else he does, but I definitely know he plays piano. Um, I play, well, which one? Badly or goodly? So I play. Well, goodly enough. Let's yeah, go with that. I play the guitar as a rhythm guitarist. I just I strum. I know sure. the guitar chords in different ways, you know? I know all four of the chords. Exactly. I know all the chords. <laughs> And get a guitar. Kind of like my we'll dance moves. A, I can show you both of my dance moves, Predator right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Predator so, metal? Predator metal. <laughs> Predator metal. Yeah. So we are so we're good? Oh yeah, definitely. All right. 